0: Good morning, everyone. 11 30, uh, bang on the dot. Um, welcome to another MediaWorks Digital Masterclass. Um, this week, we're going to be talking um, all things GA4, um, GA4 Independence Day, as we're, we're labeling it today, um, unveiling the future of analytics. So, um, in this one, we've, we've got a really, really great uh, uh, panel of experts on this who are going to share some of their experiences of, of they've They've looked to, to sort of onboard GA4 with, with a number of our clients over crumbs. It feels like sort of 18 months, maybe even more. Um, and, and look at their insights on, on sort of how they support clients with that switch from, from universal analytics um, over to, to Google Analytics 4. So discussing a few of the pros and cons, um, as well as some really useful, um, this is I think I'm quite excited about, some useful hacks that the guys have, have sort of found out along the way. Um, and really important watch outs that are just going to help you guys uh, evaluate your your effectiveness online um so there's tons of new uh reporting features that we we know about on on g a four um segment overlap cohort analysis um all of this stuff hopefully we're going to start getting in into the the bones of over sort of the next sort of forty five minutes or so. Um, so, we've got three um, great people for, for you this morning, and I'm going to let them do their uh, very own introductions. So, I'm going to start
1: with Declan Morning. Yeah, morning everyone. I'm Declan Ellis and I am a paid search and shopping consultant here at MediaWorks. I've been in the business just over three years now, and obviously I've, I've learned a lot along the way. And I'm uh, pleased to be on the masterclass today to give my thoughts on uh, using GA4 with uh, as clients I get the great with it is from UA and like, my personal experiences too, and pros and cons along the way of that.
0: Brilliant, thank you, Declan. We've also got Alistair with us as well. Morning Alistair. Morning. Uh, yeah, so my name is
2: Alistair Reynolds. I'm a senior data analyst with MediaWorks and I've been in the weeds with GA4 for <laughs> pretty much the past two years. So yeah, um, a lot of experience using it, uh, a lot of experience getting it set up for our clients. So happy to share my experience on here. Brilliant. Thanks,
0: Alistair. And then last, but by no means least, Tom, good morning. Yeah, good morning.
3: Um, so I'm Tom Chandler. So I head up the, the paid search um, side of things at MediaWorks. So kind of one of the big parts of my role is looking after our Google advertising um, activity, really, at MediaWorks. So I think over the last two years or so, GA4, we've continued to hear a lot about it. But I suppose in particular going into this year, um, GA4 has been such a big push um, from all of the the team at Google to make sure everyone is um, moving over into GA4. You'd be surprised, as we'll discuss today, the amount of people that still did leave it a little bit late, but obviously sharing Some hopefully valuable insights in terms of working with the likes of Declan on our accounts, but also managing the the team as well that are working across this.
0: Brilliant, thank you, Tom. Uh, And lastly, I'll just introduce myself. My name's Christian Sarasola. I'm uh, MediaWorks's Digital PR Director. I'm I'm going to be hosting things uh, for us this morning and try and keep us there. Um, on things uh for for you guys so uh but do please remember if you've got any questions along the way guys um please drop them into the q a we'll, we'll try our best to get at them um as we as we work our way through the chat this morning uh, but if we can't we'll, we'll certainly get back in touch with you personally um after after today's session um so let's kick things off um Happy GA 4th of July to everyone. Um, we know that sort of GA Universal has probably been, uh, you know, arguably the most used analytics tool ever, um, but is is sort of heading off into the sunset now and, and has been almost, it feels, for, for quite some time now. Um, and, and so now that, that sort of universal analytics sort of um, feels very much like the past, um, for, for, for us as marketers, what, what, what is that now going to mean in, in terms of GA4?
2: Yeah, so I guess I can take, uh, yeah, so a bit of backstory. Obviously, as I said, I've been working with uh, GA4 now for the past two years. And officially, as of July 1st, 2023, we're finally seeing Universal Analytics winding down. It was a pretty good innings, good 11-year stint. um, And in that time, obviously, being used on over 28 million websites or something like that. So it's really democratized the way that web analytics works um, and how you can use it to sort of build out those key metrics that you need for your business. Um, But as marketers and analysts like myself, we we have gotten used to the data that was available through Universal Analytics. And this is really a seismic shift in the way that that data is collected. And it's up to us to be able to sort of measure, okay, well, what's the difference and how do we move forward using that data? Um, I guess as for the actual switchover, um, we have been aware that the change was coming, as I said, for the last two years. But we still definitely had some uh, panicked teams' messages when the big prompt arrived on everyone's UA account and the big scary countdown showing the days until g a four Independence day or G day. um but uh, even um I mean, as you were saying,, uh, there were definitely some last minute changes, but even Google, as soon as June, there were still major changes coming out, like metrics, things like new versus returning users and session duration, which were added, which were pretty much mainstays in universal analytics. So even as as soon as June, there were they were still adding things. And I guess from my experience within Mediaworks, um, things like integrations into Looker Studio, I think that changed on like the 15th of June where like 170 new um, metrics and dimensions were added. So even with a month to go, we were kind of acting on incomplete information. Um, But overall, I think it seems to have gone okay. There's no major bugs that we know about, but uh, I mean, looking outside, there was also no fireworks. So there's definitely some <laughs> pros and cons. Um In terms of what this means for marketers, so for us, It's important to sort of get to grips with the new way that we drive insight through GA4, which has some like key differences that we need to be aware of. And I think one useful way that I've found of seeing it differently is through the lens of three main different attributes. So those are privacy, very privacy centric, customization, a lot of new tools added in that sort of area. And then finally AI, last but not least. Um, and looking at it through this lens can really reveal the rationale behind the changes that have been made in GA4. And it's really important to sort of get a grips on how those different attributes have impacted it. So I guess just off like very top level, things like privacy will have things like data retention being changed much shorter than what it used to be in universal analytics. Obviously, in response to things like GDPR and other data protection laws for customization. You've got like the new way of tracking events from your website, which allows for very specific tracking to be set up. And we'll definitely get into that further in this chat today. And then finally, AI. So this has been a big push by Google and pretty much every every business in the recent past. And you can see that in GA4, you have certain tools like predictive modeling, and you've got things like uh, reporting and insights that are definitely there to sort of improve the visibility that we have within Google Analytics fall, because obviously with things like the um, the iOS prompt that came out, it did sort of try to limit the visibility that marketers get. But hopefully, with Google placing their bets on AI, we'll be able to gain some of that visibility back. So I guess when you look at look at g 4 through that lens, you can see where they're coming from, definitely.
1: Cool. Declan, any views? Yeah, I think from the main point from from uh, someone like myself who's on the tools and day and day out and on the Google Ads side is um, no more last click uh, attribution reporting that we see in UA. So it's more so like obviously we know that GA four has gone down the route of data driven attribution, and that is the um, the attribution that we give our Google Ads, Google Ads conversions to. So it's um, instead of seeing like discrepancies that you would see with the UA source conversion with the GA number, when look at the UA, we've seen a, a lot more conversion numbers, a lot more alignment, and we're going to be. Basis decisions off that. And also with the, the way that the wheels go now in terms of AI, data driven use is a component of that. Yeah, I think
3: that just to add on to Declan's point, I think the a couple of points that I've seen for GA4 that's different, for example, to UA is the fact that GA4 is more of a, I suppose, a user-centric um view of things. So What I mean by that is in terms of providing more holistic view in terms of user journeys across different devices and and platforms. And for us as marketers and and working with um, our our clients who are business owners, giving them the ability to understand how their brand interacts with various like mobile apps, or their users interact with mobile apps or web browsers, or even different devices, that obviously has a a, a big impact in terms of how that influences decision-making, which is I'm sure one of the points that we'll come on to. Specifically in terms of, uh, was from my uh, view of things when it comes to Google Ads, what I've certainly seen as part of, of GA4 is an increased, as was, focus from Google to integrate with um, its other marketing uh, platforms. So I think what we're seeing with GA4 now is, is much more seamless integration with, for example, into Google Ads. This is really good in terms of what we're seeing in terms of the audience creation and targeting that we can use. But also, GA4 is not unique in this. I think the direction of travel like Google is going on in terms of its marketing um, platforms and solutions. They're likely to get more and more integrated um, with the likes of, of Google Ads. An example of this was a Google Marketing Live just two months ago. The variety of different updates, not just about GA4, but things like Google Merchant Center Next. It was all about how do, how do Google create this seamless um, offering across their marketing platforms and suites
0: cool interesting so look i I think um I, I'm probably a good host for this because i I think I'm certainly in in terms of you guys being being in this and in really deep with it um i i I, I suppose I'm one step removed um and and a lot of the noise we've seen around ga four some of it kind of not entirely positive um so i I wouldn't mind kind of from, from hearing from from your view um where where you do see kind of the, the key positives of of making that switch from from universal across to 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 GA4. Alistair, can we can we start with you on that one?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um I think from from sort of the, the different aspects that I engage with it, I think the the first main key positive that we've got is the explore tool. So the explore um section within GA4 is kind of their new reporting tool that they've that they've got set up. And it does take a lot of the sort of functionality that you could only get available in third-party programs. And now it's it's fully integrated within the platform. So you're able to sort of pull out different reports, build out charts and tables that you that you might be sort of used to and, and familiar with, but also building out more um, uh, in-depth ones like funnel analysis and things like that. So definitely using the explore section has been a real key positive that we've got. And they've also put a massive emphasis on collaboration when it comes to that. So multiple users in your business can go in and set up reports, edit and share reports and build out those key visualizations across the different business sectors. So, um, yeah, making sure that everyone's aligned on that, making sure that your marketing and sales team are all sort of reporting in the same place using the same metrics and dimensions is really important. And we think that's a really key positive because it allows for everyone to have one big holistic view on how they're reporting back on their, inf- on their data, basically. Um. They've also made it really easy to pull out that data and share it. So you can easily go in there, download it as a PDF or export it out into other tools. So making sure that you've got that data available, uh, making sure that it's presented in a good way, that's been a really key positive that we've found when using GA4 compared to UA, which was a little bit rigid in terms of its reporting, or it, it made you rely on those third-party platforms a bit more. Um, I guess another key um another key positive that we've found is obviously with me uh setting up tracking for a lot of our for a lot of our clients has been with uh events and how events have changed so i, I touched on this uh, earlier on but the, the way that events are now tracked it means that you can get really really specific events and you can get back to building out these events with up to 50 different parameters that you can use so making sure that you've got that visibility on what users are interacting with on your site is is a really massive improvement to what we saw in universal analytics so previously in ua you had that very rigid structure where you had category action and label so you were limited to how much information that you could apply to that one singular event and that meant when it came to reporting back on what impact did that event have on say like a marketing push it was difficult to sort of pull out very specific uh intricate metrics that you wanted to see and apply those to those different dimensions so it, it's definitely improved it's a little bit trickier to set up um if you haven't got any development experience it can be quite tricky but um Basically, they've set it up so that if, if once you get into it, you can really, um, track pretty much everything that occurs on your site and gives you a, a lot more visibility. Um, I, I mean, similarly to universal, you can sort of create conversions off those as well. And this is just another, another positive being that you can create up to 30 now. So previously you could only set up, set up up to 20 and it did lead to sometimes saying, okay, well, I'll just create another view so I can get more goals in there. But now, because you can set up up to thirty of them, it's there's less need for that, and you can sort of switch out which events are conversions uh, quite easily. So, being able to use those conversions to help with your um, uh, performance bidding if you're if you're using PPC or being able to apply that to uh, different audiences, that is that is a really key positive um, with how that is. So, I guess yeah, those two things: reporting definitely and events.
1: Oh, great, Declan. Uh, I think having the, having the ability to utilize the machine learning within the platform is a, is a big positive of GA4, which again, like jumps on the fact when Alistair was saying you can build out a lot of audiences. So for an example, what you can do um, is build is book at your um, value of lifetime use, uh, lifetime users. So you can have one, for, say if you're an e-com business, for example, you've got your average order values of, of certain products. So you can target audiences of people who are going to spend £30, £40, £50, and then book them based on on the value to your business. I think uh, just to, to add to,
3: to both of those points, um, one of the, the positives that I've seen in terms of GA4, and I'd like sort of picking up on the point that um, Alastair made in terms of the event tracking side of things, um, was what that has enabled is the improved analysis that we've been able to do within GA4, but also the reporting um, tools and therefore mechanisms, mechanisms that enables things like path analysis, funnel analysis, segment overlaps, um, that type of Insight is really useful in terms of understanding user behavior, but then driving actionable insight and change um for the activity that you are doing. One of the examples that comes to mind for example on the event tracking side of things in linking with say that the funnel analysis is that we've got a number of clients uh, in particular my mind goes to financial services where um their funnel um sort of steps in which someone has to complete a conversion can be relatively complex, and we need to understand where different dropout rates are happening so that we can offer funnel improvement. That just was one of the examples that we found with GA4 that has enabled us to have greater, vis- greater visibility in terms of how we are analyzing the funnel, how we're analyzing different events that, that users are um, making through being able to track that because as say, that drives actionable uh, insight and, and change through things like being able to understand where the certain pain points might be uh, when someone's looking to open a new bank account, for example.
0: Cool. Thanks, guys. Interesting. So, um, <clears throat> one, one couple of interesting points there. Certainly, um, something Ali you said, kind of a lot of of the potential heartache with with GA four and maybe some of the bad rap it's been getting has been sort of almost at, at that setup stage. Sometimes, particularly if um, you you know you, you sort of don't have your developers hat on. Um, are there are there things that you guys have found? Like you say, you have sort of been um, sort of on, on the tools effectively for, for the best part of eighteen months, maybe even longer, as as GA four has developed. What what sort of things that kind of I, I think for certainly for for the guys listening in, sort of tips and and tricks hacks that are sort of going to help us as marketers moving forward with with, with GA four. Yeah, um,
2: I guess I can take this one in terms of. Um especially for event tracking. As I mentioned, there is a lot more. And as you mentioned, it it can take a little bit of setup to sort of get that insight. And having events is really important to be able to measure what users are actually interacting with on your website. But I guess this first tip is for anyone who isn't a developer or anyone who doesn't like to use uh, Google Tag Manager in their spare time like me. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and that is something called <laughs> enhanced measurement. So enhanced measurement is a really, really powerful tool that people can use because you don't need an ev- a developer to get it set up. Once you've got GA4 on your site, you can go into your uh, data stream settings and enable this to be turned on. And then it allows you to collect events such as like pretty standard ones. So like outbound clicks, file downloads and video plays, as well as things like if you've got purchases set up that will automatically pull through as, as an event as well without the need for developer input. So it's a really helpful tool for for people who, as you say, don't want to put on their developer hat. Um, You can also mark those events as conversions as well. So it's not like they're a different type of, of event that Doesn't have the the right information. You can use those conversions without the use of a developer to then use that in, say, your Google ads bidding and optimization. So it's a really useful tip. And I I really encourage anyone who has a GA4 account just to go in and just making sure that it's enabled. Even if you, if, even if you are, uh, or if you do have access to developers or if you're a seasoned GTM vet you you can go in and you can actually um get as as many events as possible and just plug in any gaps in visibility that you can get with how people are using uh your site is going to be uh valuable information so definitely I would recommend doing that as soon as possible um the second bit does take a little bit of time and it is to do with uh it is related to customization but i have found this has been one of the most sort of like um Pretty, pretty open secret. Like people don't really know that it's there. And when we've had, when we've been getting access to our clients' Google uh, Analytics for accounts, we haven't seen users um, or we haven't seen our clients uh, taking advantage of it the way they should be. Um, and that is customizing the report section. So people may not know, but GA4 is very customizable one of the main gripes that we had as an agency was seeing that all of the universal analytics accounts that we would get access to had the same data being displayed as standard. So you would go in, you would see your demographics data, you would see your acquisition data. And there was no real way to chop and change that data in like the very top level. Um, so this could be like you could have a startup with two people, or a, or a multinational company, and they would still have the same data being shown, which which baffled us to some extent. But with with thing with GA four, you can actually go into there and customize your account to match your business needs. So this this includes things like if you go into an acquisition report, say, and you see that okay, well, there's a, there's a card there talking about purchases, but where are lead gen focused? Business and we don't really we have never sold anything on our site. You can actually use the edit function on that report to then remove that and then replace it with something that's actually going to be relevant. So when you go in there, you can actually go in there and see. Okay, instead of showing an empty card for purchases, I can actually see. Oh, this is my form conversion rate, which is really useful to be able to to sort of get that key information very quickly and um, without having to sort of delve into the explore report section. You can also do it to replace things like uh, metrics and tables. So if you had a table, say, and it said, oh, here's your revenue, but it was always going to be empty, you can actually edit that table to remove revenue forever. And then you can just input that with say conversion rate to be able to split out and actually see the key information that you need for your business. So it's really powerful. And I definitely recommend people sort of look into how to customize those reports. Um, one of the best examples I've actually seen of this was from one of our clients in the uh in the banking sector who actually had created reports in the explore section and then had these published in their reports section. So this was really important because when anyone opened GA4, you would have your demographics, your business goals, and then you would have your um acquisition data, but then you would also have two very key Um, account opening funnels, which may not seem like a lot, but when you open that up, you're able to go in there, click on that report straight away without having to do 10 different clicks in the explore section to generate that report. So being able to see that key information as easily as possible, it just improves your efficiency with your data pulling. It improves the way that you can build your optimizations, and it can also make it a lot easier to sort of get a top level view on your performance. So yeah, those are the two main tips that I've got. So the first one being to ensure that enhanced measurement is enabled and also making sure that you're customizing your reports to match your business needs. Class. I think just a, a couple
3: couple ones um, from me. I, I suppose the first one I, I would start with um, that I, I sort of read about a, a while ago, but kind of looked at as well within accounts now is to be able to extend default data storage time. So yeah, by default GA4 stores event data on their service for two months. I think one of the things that we've looked at is maybe considering extending that to 14 months, There, ultimately the two options that we have within the admin settings of analytics account accounts, ultimately just so that you, you have more data there, which obviously feeds into a lot of the, the conversations that we've had today in terms of the decision-making that can enable. Um, so just stepping back slightly um, from that, one of the, the points that I would make is, um, I suppose I, I would really encourage just to familiarise yourself with the the new GA4 interface. The points that that Ali's made there, um, like, kind of highlight just how much um, like there is going on there within the, the platform and its capabilities. Um, so that would be kind of one of the things that I've spoke with my team and also myself is just continuing to get comfortable with what is a new interface and what might feel um, difficult perhaps at the start, but inevitably um, as time goes on. We will be able to operate things more quickly and efficiently. So, linking in with that is a is a slight tip, if nothing else, is that um, within GA four, it does have an improved search functionality. So it's quite reassuring that Google has a good search uh, functionality within Google <laughs> Analytics four. Um, but I, this is something that I've been using, for example, to linking in with that you've got this new platform that you're not fully um you know adopted in terms of know where everything is like like ua was um the search functionality feature is really useful and something i've been using i've seen my team use in terms of being able to navigate through ga4 to, to find different reports or um setting sections within the platform that they they um need to navigate towards so that would be kind of the some of the the Tips that I would look to focus on in terms of the um, changing the default storage time, but also um looking at the the interface and understanding it is probably going to take some time to be as confident um with it as, as u a but obviously one of the benefits and features of that is the search functionality does help with with navigating that um, slightly
0: cool thank you um really useful stuff there uh thanks guys the the um i i suppose and and um, of course, you guys would never have made any mistakes, um, kind of getting to grips with this stuff. But are are there any kind of things that we, we sort of, you know, we we in, in your experience you could advise of sort of being wary of and, and sort of what what potential traps you might fall into as, as sort of you transitioning from 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 UA in in into GA4?
2: Yeah. De- definitely from my side. Um, I guess like the first thing that we've run into a lot, but have actually kind of become swear words in our team, is things like thresholding and <laughs> things like that, where the way that you pull your data out of GA4 can change pretty dramatically. Well, not, not dramatically, but there's just a niggling little annoyances that you can find when you pull two sets of data and you can see that the metrics don't quite match up and you're not quite sure why. Um, so, depending on how you Pull the data, the report section and the explore section can show different figures. And like even utilizing the API can cause discrepancies. So if you if you wanted to go into the API, split down and just pull everything by say date, and then pull the same one by the dimension of month instead, you may see different different results, which it can be quite annoying when you go in, but I think it just kind of it makes it difficult to understand what the true performance of your data looks like. And I think this kind of uh, speaks to the point that Tom was making around like familiarizing yourself with the interface, making sure that you find a consistent way of pulling back the data that works, whether that be an explore uh, an explore report that you get set up and you, you kind of treat as your Bible and just say, OK, this is how we're pulling the data. These are the metrics that we want to use. These are the dimensions that we want to use. And moving forward, if everyone kind of sings from the same hymn sheet, then we're, we're going to be OK in terms of that data discrepancy that you might be able to see if someone was to come in and pull the data in a slightly different way. You want to make sure that you, you the way that you do it, even if it's like uh, set report schedules, like make sure that this is always a monthly report that splits it by date and not just trying to pull the data by date. Um, sorry, just pull the data by week or month instead, making sure that your data is all there pulled in the same way. I think that's going to make sure that everyone is obviously aligned with it, and it's more representative of your overall website performance. So I think just making sure that you keep that in the in the back of your head, but definitely to remain remain wary of it. But there are definitely ways to sort of um, get around that.
1: But by, uh, Google Ads view as well, obviously, to be expectant, there's going to be a slight discrepancy compared to your, your primary um, conversions before importing. I think obviously, from, from my personal experience, especially with the last two weeks with the, the rush of importing G4 source conversions into um, Google Ads, is to import a secondary, which it will do naturally. Again, it, then it gives you like up to like two weeks to thirty days um, to let the conversions like settle down, so to speak. Then you can compare the number that the, your GA four source conversion has driven compared to a website source conversion, for example, both using the data driven attribution. And also, um, one thing to probably avoid. I mean, now it's a one thing to especially have in your mind if you were going to import now if you haven't done already to see if you were ecom business, for example. Refrain from setting your G4 uh, source conversions as primary straight away, especially if you're you're in a sale. I think doing it through um, a major peak will will potentially damage your uh, conversion number figures and not see a true reflection.
2: Definitely. Um, I guess another thing to be wary of regarding sort of marketing specific activity as well is just to keep in mind that um, channel groupings are changing. So, the way that the definitions that you've got to be able to, the ga 4 cs to pool all of your different marketing efforts into, say, like things like uh, referral or organic search or organic social is slightly different now compared to what you had in universal analytics. So this, this is just to um, sort of keep in your mind if you're doing any other kind of uh, UTM tracking uh, through any of your marketing um activity. So if you're doing any social posts or any influencer marketing or anything like that, just making sure that uh, you refer back to Google's help files and make sure that any UTMs that you are setting up um, are part of that new new definitions and making sure that when it does eventually come into GA4, it is getting pooled under the correct uh, channel. This will just make it easier because if you were to sort of refer year on year, and you see that oh well this is dropped by X amount or this is increased by X amount. It may be that some of that data is being pooled into different um channels that you weren't that weren't available on Universal Analytics. So it would be, I guess the biggest tip would be to use the help files provided, go into any platform where you've set up UTMs in the past or any social posts or anything like that, and make sure that they match the new definitions for GA4. Um that'll just make sure that you're set for success when comparing that performance and Reduce the chance of uh, you going into the un- the dreaded unassigned channel, which gives you absolutely no information whatsoever. So, making sure that you can avoid that at all costs, and making sure that all of your marketing activity is pulled into the correct channel is going to be really important. Something to be wary of.
0: Brilliant, thank you, Ali. Um, I, I, I suppose one final question from me, and and, and maybe um, Tom and Declan, probably more um, more more relevant to the environments you guys are, are working in, kind of. With the, with the release of of, of sort of GA four, what what sort of impacts do we see that having on on sort of performance marketing? What are you seeing? Yeah, so I think that the
3: first thing that I would say is the was the role and the power of AI. Um, I've been I've probably been in the last couple of weeks to the Google office more than I have been to the MediaWorks office. And you walk around the Google office and all you can hear is people talking about AI and machine learning, like it's it's at a fever pitch level. Um, but I think that highlights, I suppose, the opportunity and suppose, capabilities within, for example, GA4. So the fact GA4 is AI powered mm-hmm. in terms of its insights and also its predictions. Therefore, that kind of highlights that we're we're now using the advanced machine learning technology that we've always heard about within um, Google Ads, for example. Um, the fact we can now use that as part of the the predictive metrics to look at potential revenue that particular groups of customers can drive that in an ecom e commerce context is is really really powerful because forecasting and providing insights about customers is one of the biggest um, obstacles that I found in in the last five years working with a variety of, of um, Sort of retailers and the fact now we're making a step in the direction where we do have predictive metrics to look for potential revenue from different customer groups, is really, really beneficial. How that translates into performance marketing is, I suppose, increased capabilities in decision-making when we look at the types of strategies um, that we are looking to actually deploy within our, our campaigns. So, In addition to that, um, the fact that GA4 is, uh, uses event-based models, so essentially what we see now is GA4 shifting away from session-based models to an event-based model, ultimately meaning that we can measure interactions across the entire user journey, not just for example when a user lands on a specific page. I suppose the the big benefit of that is we have a much richer understanding in terms of our users and how they're interacting, um, with our with our business. And again, how this translates into mine and Declan's world specifically is how we are um, affecting or how we're able to affect things like bidding strategies within accounts so that we can be more strategic in terms of the, the types of customers we're targeting and how efficiently we're targeting. But also linked in with that is the optimization of ad creative. Ad creative is has always been an important point, but I would say in the last 18 months, two years, the role of creative and the importance of being able to um, differentiate yourself through the role of creative is more and more important because you could argue that AI in some context is leveling the playing field, so being able to drive that actionable insight um, through some of those components, in particular when ad creative is just something that I, w- I would call out and that we 've seen. Um, I suppose linking in with that as a final point is the fact that J4 does have improved cross-platform and cross-device um, tracking. So really, we 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 and I know it was one of the points I mentioned at the start in terms of being able to understand and track users across different platforms and devices does have a, a huge, um, I suppose, impact in terms of how we're able to better understand the user journey to really drive more effective and personalised um, marketing strategies.
1: Think from, from what from my experience as well as having the ability to have clearer information available to you to make decisions based on audience targeting. So while having like the multi multi-air uh, point funnel available to see where uh, people are falling down on your particular conversion path and where in the conversion funnel needs improving. And the, on, the, on the back of that is you can make e- easier decisions on what users you are wanting to retarget, whether it be someone that has completed a purchase in the past or someone that hasn't, uh someone that hasn't purchased. Which is an item on your site, but did add added to the basket and and fell down there. And uh, one another one for me is a seamless integration to upload your GA four goals within Google Ads. So once the um the GA four account and the Google Ads are um are, are linked up, it's a, a seamless integration to be able to import directly the conversions to Google Ads. I think it's a, a three or four step path. And once that's once that's imported, like as I said before, recommend to keep them as secondary for at least two weeks or so, and then you know, have the ability to import them as primary. And then on on the, they're on the way to recording conversions. Brilliant, Declan. Thanks very much, guys. We've
0: got um we've got one question that um I I I'm just going to throw this out there. It seems quite a big one, but you, you might each have some some insight on this. Um, we, we've got one of the, the, the listeners uh, in today has asked, how will GA4 help with setting our marketing budgets? Um, now, Tom, I know you, you sort of talked a little bit around, particularly in the paid environment, around kind of um, GA4's ability to start forecasting and predicting kind of future behaviours. Is, is is that going to be sort of something helpful in, in 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 sort of looking at kind of setting budgets uh, and yeah. moving forward?
3: Yeah, 100%. 100%. I think, um, so taking a step back, and if I go back to when I started my career at MediaWorks, one of the the challenges was um, allocating and really forecasting what performance looks like for the next three months, six months, yeah, for example. What we've seen that has enabled us to um, be far more accurate in doing that is the likes of um, machine learning and AI We've within the, the Google Ads campaigns, things like Performance Planner has enabled us to um, use historical data, but also predictive data to um, understand what the opportunity is going forward so that therefore, if you have a million pounds of, of media spend over the next 12 months, you're not just dividing it by 12, you're actually putting it where the, the peaks and troughs of um, intent lie. I think we're we're seeing similar to that um, as the point I sort of started with, in terms of how GA4 is now AI powered in terms of the insights that it can provide, but also the predictions. So if we can look at um, predictive metrics and um, analysis in terms of potential revenue from, from different groups of customers, using that data um, is another component of the data point that is used to um, uh, sort of form part of the decision-making process where we can say that, we need to allocate 5%, 10% more budget into next month because the opportunity is greater, or it could go the other way where the opportunity is less. So therefore, we need to be more conservative with media spend. So I think that the full Google um, advertising ecosystem is now becoming more and more charged by AI machine learning. Um, Within Google Ads, we've had that for about three or four years now. But within GA4, this, I suppose, is the next step or next evolution as part of that. As I say, that becomes a component in terms of being able to use that data point of, um, you know, predictive metrics to inform how you are allocating and how how you are, you know, going to spend your um, marketing budget. So
2: yes, here. just to um, sorry, oh, sorry, just aye. to jump on the back of that, um, what what we found with Universal Analytics was because of the attribution model that it had, it was always last click. So it was always going to show that whatever the person or the user interacted with last on your website, that was what UA was going to say drove that conversion or drove that purchase or form fill or whatever. Um, now with GA4, with it being um, data-driven attribution, we can actually get a much more holistic view on the user's journey. Because, I mean, if you were to go, say, from like our experience, if you were to look at universal analytics and try and say, okay, well what what part of our marketing budget is performing the best you would never you would never invest in facebook again you would never invest because it doesn't drive you any conversions it doesn't drive you anything because universal says that those awareness channels where you where everyone was sort of seeing your or like getting introduced to your brand first getting a lot of the awareness based stuff out of the way Universal would never assign any conversions to that. Whereas GA4 now, because it is data driven, you're able to say, okay, well, Facebook did actually play quite a massive role in my marketing efforts, or display marketing did, or my organic search investment did. Um, and there's actually a really good report within GA4. So if you were to head into the advertising section and then head into sort of conversion paths, you're able to see where each of your individual channels are playing a part in driving those conversions so you need to make sure that you've got conversions enabled but basically you can show you what, based on data-driven attribution what was the biggest driver in early touch points mid touch points and late touch points in how that conversion was driven so it can really give you a holistic view and say okay well Facebook actually did have a massive impact on early touch points because we reached a million eyes. And then it may say that mid touch points because of our uh, organic search, we saw that organic, when people were searching for our brand, it showed up straight away. So organic played a massive part in the mid touch point. And then our uh, PPC retargeting had a massive impact on late touch points because after someone went onto our site, left without um, making a purchase, are we targeted, picked that up, and then brought them back in? So, in terms of when you're allocating your marketing spend, you can actually get a more holistic view in GA4 on how that is being impacted compared to UA, which
0: give you very limited visibility on that. Brilliant. Thank you. We've got, um, <coughs> that seems to have opened the floodgates now. We've got a few more questions, guys. We've got a couple more minutes, and we'll, we'll see if we can wrap some of these up. There was a question there around the best uses of AI within GA4. And what we should start exploring in terms of AI within GA4. But Tom, I think you sort of um you answered a lot of that in, in the previous question as well. Unless any of the other guys had anything to, to add to, to that point. Uh, I think that, that covered it for me, but yeah. Brilliant, good. Um, then we've got um a, a specific one here. When I added custom events into GA4, they don't count any conversions unless they themselves are tagged as a conversion event, why would that be happening?
2: So as w- when you when you pull an event into Google Analytics 4, it is just, um, it does just come through as an event. You actually have to go into your settings and there should be a little, under your property settings, there should be an event section. If you were to go into that event section, you have to manually set up your conversions. So making sure as soon as you pull in that custom event that you go in there, set up your conversions and similarly if you had um, a custom parameter that you set up so instead of okay the event came through and none of my parameters are getting attached to that conversion you actually have to go into custom definitions and create those custom dimensions to then be able to apply them to a to an event so it will be that your events are coming through but you have to go through and manually mark those as a conversion before you're able to see those in your conversion reports. I hope that is relevant to what they were saying.
0: Brilliant. Thank you, Alistair. And yeah, I'm, I, I'm afraid I've got an anonymous attendee asking that question. So my, my advice would be definitely, if that didn't answer um, your particular question on this, number one, my recommendation would be to download this when it becomes available um, and listen again, because I think that's going to be one of my key takeaways. Um, but also who um, whoever your contact point is at MediaWorks, if you want more information around kind of various elements that, Maybe aren't kind of working as you'd hope them to. Definitely drop them a line because we can get the guys having a look at kind of the, the, the views that you have and, and the issues you, you've got, and we can we can sort of get into some detail with you on that one if if needs be. Um, the 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 final question, um, and and I, I think I know some answers on this one, but I will throw it over to you guys. If there was a recommendation as a, a beginner's guide or a how-to for setting up custom custom reports. Um this question says so there is a lot of information obviously online, but I'm finding it extremely technical. Um so this this maybe goes back a little bit to, to that element whereby um how much can we achieve if we're if we're not tech or dev minded? Um, or how much can we expect to achieve maybe um if, if we're of that mindset, which I include myself in.
2: Uh, yeah. Um, the, yeah. I think that sort of speaks to the fact when I was saying that it's sort of like the best kept secret in, in GA4 is because there isn't a lot out there on how to do it and how to set it up. Um, we haven't been able to find anything sort of... Uh, set up very specifically on how to do it, but we can definitely find some um, reports and share those with you or find some help files through Google um, and try and talk through some of the uh, more technical parts. It's not technical in, in the sense that you have to do any development work. It is just sort of getting used to the interface and being able to navigate it correctly and kind of knowing what library is or knowing what a collection is and sort of being able to export reports that way so there are how-tos on it um, it, it probably t- should be something that we should set up in terms of how to on how to set that up but we can definitely share some information with you on that.
0: Yeah I, I think again if um, for, for that particular question um, again it was an anonymous question but um, however you sort of arrived um, on on the chat today by all means getting contact with your your contact point at MediaWorks, and we, we we can happily sort of take a look at kind of um, what levels you're at, and, and kind of how you can sort of really get going on on, on things like that. Um, it's always the the, the, the sort of the, the slightly tough job of of trying to summarise kind of that, that that sort of last forty five minutes because um, I, I want to thank kind of you, you, you three guys especially because there was so much kind of useful and practical information in there. Um, which I, I felt like probably over a lot of blood, sweat and tw- tears over the last sort of 12 to 18 months, You've, I imagine you've learned the hard way. Um, so kind of um, actionable takeaways for me, uh, tricky. I think, you know, th- th- there's been questions about it from, from people tuning in as well. So it almost feels like this is AI in effect. And, um, you know, if we're, we're getting sort of getting buzzy in, in that current AI climate, um, this is clearly Google's Um, working their AI to to, to its own benefit and to the benefit of its users as well. So, um, you know, that that ability, for instance, I think, Tom, you you made this point to to provide sort of predictive metrics around sort of potential revenues or behaviors of certain customers that in a paid environment, that sounds like gold dust. So, um, that's something that kind of sounds really, really exciting and and, and sort of trying to understand. I think... um, in, in almost in response to to that final question, we have it feels like you sort of want to take time to to get deep and understand it, and almost you know don't be too hard on yourself if you aren't a, a, a sort of a hard dev. Um, you know it's a new interface, there's new views, there's new data models, so um, it's it, it sort of I, I think you're you're definitely not going to be alone if you're initially struggling to sort of get to grips with it, and certainly in, in that aspect, Tom, it sounds like that um, that search bar has has been sort of. Um, yours and your team' saviour are more than once, so um, definitely look out for that. Um, discrepancies between sort of report and explore was was really interesting about kind of how that could can can create some confusion or frustration, um, and and kind of knowing what what the, the, the sort of the real truth is essentially. So committing as I, I think you'd said, Ali, there to um, sort of knowing what your what your parameters are going to be and how you're going to measure um, is is really really important. Um, one thing, uh, again, that sounds really interesting and exciting is that ability to customise reports. Um, I think it's really often very, very easy to be sort of blinded by the just a sheer volume of data that could be presented. Um, and, and, and there could be sort of you know huge chunks of it that don't really matter to your business. So um, that I feel is particularly useful when I know in that particular point we were talking about kind of having multiple uh, people accessing the data and, and kind of being able to surface what's important to them and to you. Um, feels like a, a, a really kind of potentially exciting thing as, as marketers and how we report. Um, and then finally, for me, sort of, um, we, we talked a lot around event tracking as well. And one of the questions came in around event tracking um, that, that, that there is kind of no huge need for, for devs to be able to get to grips with sort of the detailed and relevant information that that GA four is 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 presenting us. Um, like I say, guys, if um, I, I, I kind of I, I sort of one final thank you to, to all three of you to, to, to Declan to Tom and to Alistair because um, that was really really useful certainly from my point of view and I hope um, listeners found that useful too if you need to contact anybody at MediaWorks if there's additional questions around GA4 please do so we'll always be be happy to help um, and finally just to say we will be back again in two weeks and I think um, we, we're looking at how subject matter this time is how you can capitalise on cultural moments within your communications and I think it's a a particularly pertinent time that that session is going to be sandwiched between the end of Wimbledon and the start of the Women's World Cup Um, excited that we might just have a special guest for that one as well so um, that's going to be really exciting one to to, to tune in for look out for more information that on our our social channels Um, thanks everyone for joining us Um, look forward to seeing you again hopefully in a couple of weeks time